0: Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids, and our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. I'm Jennifer Owens. I write about working, wellness, and women and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And on most days, I'm joined by my co-host, Raquel Ellison. But on this special episode of The Breadwinners, I'm joined by Christy Wallace, CEO of Elevate Network, the professional women's network headquarters right here in New York City. She hosts the Elevate podcast, which has been featuring smart and insightful business women twice a week for four years. And she serves on numerous boards, is an angel investor, and is honestly one of my favorite coffee dates. So welcome, Christy. Jennifer, thank
1: you so much for having me. That was such a great intro. (laughs) <laughs> well, it helps when it's true, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I mean I'm impressed. That was that was, you know, you pack a punch. But, I really uh, do, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. I mean, it's so nice to to join you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And I, and I agree. You are also one of my favorite coffee dates and yet we we can't do it in real life during this time. Well, that's the secret of of our
0: podcast is that it's our excuse to have a coffee date, so here, here we do. I have tea today. If you you know brought anything to drink, so I'm just sharing.
1: I have coffee, although it's quite it's quite cold. It's been sitting oh, here. Minus two.
0: <laughs> well, so today I'd like to. start off we usually think about a stat and uh for the breadwinners we have the 40 percent of families are headed by the primary earner of women that's our prime number and so i was thinking about a prime number for elevate and i would think that one of the key numbers for you guys is that the majority of the workforce is women at 50.04 percent i just looked that up uh, from january so um and yet I don't think that means we've solved it for women at work, unless you know you know something that I don't know. <laughs> so you guys are working to connect people, connect women, support women, lift up professional women. You have chapters, you have programming, you have events. So as one of the now, if this is a good phrase, the old guard of women's networks in you know an established expanded, national, global women's networking organization. What are you hearing in terms of breadwinning and all the other things that are happening in the pandemic?
1: Oh, we're hearing so much. Um, so our community, as you mentioned, is a cross-industry, cross-function, cross-geography, and women of all career stages. And as the CEO of Elevate over the past couple of years, I've been thinking so much about how we best support our community. And one of those ways is digital. We know that women are oftentimes um, more likely to be working from the home, um, from telecommuting or stay at home. Um, we know that women are juggling uh, family and, and career, that time is a commodity. And that investing in that community, that professional network, is oftentimes not at the top of the list. Uh, It's so important. It's critically important. Opportunities happen uh, from your your network, your direct close network and then extended network. Opportunities for jobs, for advice, investors, boards, everything and, and beyond. And if we're not investing in that community, if we're not spending time to build those relationships, then we continue to miss out on those opportunities in the workplace and in the world. And so for us we uh, have do quite a bit online and virtually to make connecting and, and building network building accessible to all people at all time. Uh, and, and particularly during this time of the uh, pandemic and the crisis and our community working from home, uh, we've been able to leverage that to continue building those those networks so, We have a squads program, which is a three-month-long online peer mentoring program. We have pivoted all of our local events to virtual, so you're still building that local community, uh, even if you're not able to leave your front door. Uh, And we've also been creating roundtables with some of our corporate partners, talking about how they're best serving their employees, with our senior leaders in our community, our executive council members, talking about the problems that um, business leaders and owners are facing, or with others in our community based on, um, you know, unique cohort characteristics to really ensure that we're crowdsourcing that data, that information, and that support that we all need during this time. Now, Do you find, I mean, it's early in the pandemic, sad to
0: say, uh, that networking is falling to the fore, that we kind of have to like remind ourselves, or falling to the fore, falling to the back, that uh, we're thinking about it. Because oddly for me, it was very much top of mind very quickly, but I may be an odd nut.
1: So what are, what are you seeing in terms of women reaching out to each other? We're seeing a lot of networking happening, but it's happening in in different ways. So, so much of the conversation today has been around, oh, you're now doing FaceTimes or Zoom chats with your family, with your college roommates, with your friends from down the street. I did that! (laughs) Oh my goodness, you know me so well. Yeah, and it's and it's happening. And in some ways I think it's exhausting because there's a lot of, of different yes. virtual communities and events, but we are connecting with people in ways we hadn't before and particularly in a frequency we hadn't before. I mean, I, I had a coffee or a happy hour with my college roommates last night and I hadn't seen them in months. So that is great but those are our informal networks are our close, you know, family and friends. And when you think beyond that, you know, how do you continue to build those professional relationships? Um, especially if you are a business owner who's struggling to continue to grow your business. If you are a leader, who's trying to create a framework for how to lead during this time and wants to learn from others and lean on others advice, what does that look like? And, that is, I think, the 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 big crux there, which is, you know, there's tons of virtual events and there's workshops and, you know, seminars, and that's fantastic. And there's a lot of great information coming out. But then what are the ways in which you can meet new people, build new relationships mm. mm-hmm. in, in this time? Uh, because we don't want that to fall to the wayside. We want it to continue to grow. Um, one example I'll share is we had this... Um, Round table, virtual roundtable last week for senior women in business at Elevate, and there were uh, some women on the call who had um, uh, lost their jobs uh, due to what was happening in, in the economy and in business. And then there's also some on the call that were recruiters. And they connected and I see in the chat them sharing their emails and sharing advice and insights and saying, let me help you. I've got jobs. um, You know, these are the areas that are hiring right now. Let me help connect you to that. Right. So so that they'd never met before. Um, And here they're making that connection. And, you know, one I think was in Boston and one was in Atlanta. Uh, And and that's powerful, right? We want to keep moving our, our careers forward and our businesses forward. Um, by building those relationships during this time. So, uh, and then you have chapters too. Do you see the chapters
0: kind of, like, how are they responding? Because they're each their own community, I would think.
1: They are. So we have 40 chapters uh, that are doing wow. about a 1,000 events a year, building local community, which I think about that quite a bit as well. It's like the digital and the local, right? How do you have... Yeah this big community that feels small. And with the local, you know, when I was growing up, I grew up in a tiny town, there's a lot of small business owners, there's a main street, you know, of the town and everyone knew each other and involved in the Chamber of Commerce and it felt very insular and connected. And during this time, particularly as our our world evolves, businesses evolve, businesses are now virtual or, um, you know, taking other shapes, you start to lose connection with that local community. And that's something that we think about, you know, how do you build those types of touch points? And not right. just a one-off connection, but the ongoing cadence that builds the deeper connections, the deeper relationships. So we do that a lot through our events locally. Um, just as I was talking about that executive council, yep. that senior leader virtual roundtable. Well, we do those in person in local markets. Um, we do Uh, mentoring meetups, which is like a speed dating for mentoring, a host of just informal coffee meetups. But being able to pivot all of that to a virtual space um, is something, you know, it's, it's, it's daunting. And how do you do that again? (laughs) where you're not just making noise, right? But you're you're adding value. Because I think that that's key for businesses today, during this time, it's not just about making noise, it's about creating value, what are the opportunities? What are the pain points that your customers are facing? And how do you best address them? How do you best solve that for them and make it easy for them? And so there's a number of our events um, that we've kept local. We've kept it, you know, limited to people within those regions. We've been able to open them up um, to that community, to continue building those those touch points during this time. And it's been amazing. We've got had huge reception. Um, we've also had a number of women who have been joining, who said, you know, I've never come to a regional meetup before because my job was so unwieldy or because I was maybe facing some health issues and wasn't getting out of the house as much. And now it's accessible to everybody, you know, and that's, um, that's a key piece right now is, is making sure that everyone, you know, can be a part of that and can be a part of building that community.
0: There's going to be a legacy from this, right, that Raquel and I talk all the time in terms of policy um, that we see with paid sick time and paid family leave and the like, but just in the way we work, you know, think of all these offerings and how you were doing lots with with digital meetups and webinars all the time already, but there'll be new ways, that which is, you know, it's always nice to see something good come out of the bad,
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's so there's there's two schools of thought that are coming out right now. One is okay, how is a time like this hurting women and, and in the workplace? Yeah. You know, so if we already in the home are the chief health officer, we're the chief entertainment officer, <laughs> we're the chief education officer, uh we're we're doing so much work right now yeah. to support our family during this time and trying to to navigate our, our professional life as well. And how does that hurt us? When we talk about furloughs, layoffs, um, economic impact, women are more likely to be adversely affected more so than men. So just for example, in New York City, 63% of the frontline workers are women, are the healthcare providers, childcare providers, you know, grocery, pro- yep. public transit. So we're seeing across the board, across the spectrum of, of professional um uh, identities, how women are impacted in, in many ways during this time. Conversely, we're seeing, I think, a breaking down of some of the norms and barriers that have kept women back in the workplace. You know, we now are all virtual working um, remote, and yep. that's, that's a huge aspect to creating a more inclusive workplace is, is that type of flex work, remote work. We're also seeing a, more of an awareness and acceptance of people as parents, um, not just women, but men. Uh, my husband's downstairs right now on a client <laughs> call with my kids running around in the background. And and I hope that that continues as we start to break down some of those stereotypes and really think about the humans that are doing the work and, and their full lives and full identities as they present them. Right. Well, and so how is this? impacting you you run a you run a
0: company you have a, now a fully distributed workforce uh what what's what's like impacting your day-to-day
1: in terms of not seeing everyone <laughs> yeah th- there's a few things that have really been top of mind for me the past couple days um one is just you know being a working parent. my my kids are five, seven, and ten right now, so I'm trying to understand their classwork and and to support them. but I still also have a full schedule. Um, and my my husband has a full schedule. And so what you know what how do you fit all that in? How does that happen? Right. Um, two is as a business leader, i I'm trying to think how to best support my workforce and then also, mm-hmm motivate them at the same time. And I, I, that's hard because if I support them, then I'm really, you know, how understanding, I mean, as, as individuals, everyone is struggling with what's happening in our world in different ways. Um, Trying to understand what, what it means for them, trying to process, trying to grieve and deal with all of what's what's happening and how do I support them? How do I help them? You know, put themselves and their health first, uh, and then you know, our, then our work. But then you get the work done, right? <laughs> well, and so then that's the other part of the leadership, which is you know we want to keep our lights on. We have such even more so now than ever. The work we do is right. critically important to supporting others. We need to move fast. We need to do a lot um, during this time. And so I really am leaning on our team to be more cohesive more motivated, stronger than ever, and it's that balance between supporting them during what's happening for them you know, emotionally and, and, yep. and dealing with this time, and then also motivating them to really focus on the important work we have to do. Um, the final piece I would say to that is I am realizing how many informal conversations were happening in the workplace that are not happening in this virtual space. And I've heard from a number of people, you know, there's such overwhelm uh, right now, um, particularly internally in companies where it's a meeting for this and a meeting for that. And you spend your entire day on a virtual meeting, different meetings, and feeling like you're yeah. not really progressing anywhere. You're not getting work done. But for <laughs> yeah. us, for us, I've realized, you know, through the course of my week, People that I was seeing in the lunchroom or in the office that I was having one-off conversations with and catching up with and connecting with might not be in my meetings throughout the week, you know, except for a bigger all-hands meeting or a bigger work happy hour. And so there's those individual connections that I'm missing out on. And Mm -hmm. as a leader, I'm very intentional about thinking about that because I think about more broadly the impact that that's having on women in the workforce, You know, that idea of sponsorship, mentorship, informal mentorship, you know, raising your professional profile, making those connections and networking within organizations, a lot of that is being disrupted during this time. And what are the ways that companies and leaders can be intentional about okay, who am I not seeing this week? How do I engage with them? How do I maybe have like a small, you know, have our coffee chat with a handful of people that I realize I, I've have fallen off my calendar, fallen off my day-to-day radar, because right. we need to ensure that we are not just supporting these employees, but we're setting them up for success in the future. It's, it's a question of uh, you, you have to formalize the
0: informal, which is so funny because I spend a lot of my time talking about it, making things for everyone. So in a sense, it informalizes certain things that have become women's issues and are everyone issues. But with this, yeah, it's, it is about being intentional and formalizing, you know, almost like a rundown of, have I talked to everyone on this list this week? You know, Mm -hmm. have I checked in? That's interesting. That makes sponsorship and mentorship programs so much more important that they actually, there is a structure. You're not just depending on, across in the hallway. It's like, you have to make sure that people are hooked up, connected and heard and asked. So what, well, and so with the work that you do with companies, I worry that, you know, certainly this is a crisis and and we are pivoting. Oh my goodness. I don't fully understand Google classroom and I am digital all the way. And I still don't, you know, thank God my 13 year old can deal with Google classroom, but How companies, like, is this an excuse to kind of take your foot off the gas for the diversity and gender work that you do? That's my worry. Have you heard companies talking about these issues?
1: I would say, um, you know, things that we're hearing is that, you know, one, and and I don't know the exact statistics here, but when we talk about employees that are furloughed, laid off, pay cuts... Mm -hmm. Um, disproportionately, that will impact women and underrepresented populations. Um, mm-hmm. That has in the past, um, it um, it will now. You know, when you think about that hierarchy of who's in a position of power, who's in a position of leadership with right. organizations, it, it is typically white men. So, one, we're going to see, um, you know, the the matrix uh, of of the you know the workforce. Makeup um, change in terms of representation. Yeah, I think. Uh, secondly, you know, budgets are being cut, and when you talk about where budgets are being cut, the DNI budget is incredibly small to begin with compared to <laughs> yes. business P and L. And then now, um, that's one of the first things to go, right? Right. And for, if you don't fully believe in the power of diversity and inclusion to be a driver of your business. That then it's that a nice is- to have, right? And not a must have, of course. Yep. Exactly. And so you're you're going to cut that. And then right. now you have professionals who are, you know, have built, spent so much time and invested such effort in creating these channels and community and pipelines and progress cool. and support. Yep. Um, and that's falling to the wayside. I yeah. think also, you know, other things to, to take into consideration is, um, you know, how communication changes during this time. So again, we're all virtual. A lot is happening, you know, via Slack or email or or Zoom video chats. And the way people communicate isn't always the same. And so how is that starting to hold people back? If you, you know, maybe are a... um, you know single person who um, is working certain hours or is you know communicating in one way, but someone else is maybe having to work a modified schedule because they've got kids at home or because you know they tend to work at, in a different communicate in a different way. like right. how does that start to impact someone's career progress and growth? Um, I think we also have a number of managers who you know, don't have a framework for how to succeed during a time when maybe half their team's been laid off or furloughed, yeah, right? Or like, and then, what role do you play right now to help set yourself up for success? And so, there's so much that people are navigating beyond, you know, just the outside world. But then, it's your your role, your job, your business, um, you know, your professional yeah. sustainability and growth. And that's part of with our uh, squads program. So we do, we've had about 6,000 women go through our, um, this online peer mentoring program. It's small groups of women who meet for half an hour a week, over 12 weeks. And we uh, found that 80% were more confident after going through this. And uh, 78% were exposed to ideas and innovations they never thought possible. And we're opening up, uh, you know, due to to what's happening in the world, we're opening up a a cohort of squads um, with applications starting in April uh, to help more women navigate uh, leading during uncertain times and and managing during that time. we're also working with companies who are implementing the programs internally as a way to really continue to build connection, community, and professional development within their organizations. And I, That's great. I, I mentioned that, I mean, not um, yeah. as a sales plug, but as a, you know, I, I'm That's a so incredibly passionate that companies and leaders think about during this time, your workforce. Because yeah. when we come out on the other side of this, it is going to be your workforce that will be driving your business. It is your workforce who's holding it up on their shoulders right now and who will help you navigate through these tough times. And so investing yep. in them and also being very, very, very mindful of investing in the work, which I hope we've all done around D D&I, continuing to keep that at the forefront, continuing to make that a priority, um, continuing to support your community during this time will pay off in multitude in the future. I agree. Now uh, where can people find information on signing up for squads? Go to elevate network.com. It's E L L E V A T E network.com. We've got tons of information there. You can also follow us on social media. We're Elevate N T W K on Twitter, and I'm just Christy Wallace on LinkedIn. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you for joining me today on The Breadwinners. Uh, For our
0: listeners, whether they're a chance or a choice breadwinner, we hope you enjoy the time you spent with us and that you'll share your own story at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. How are you making it work? We'd love to know. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. Let us know what you think about the breadwinners. Help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling.
1: This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM Network.